Talking Sports program is brought to you by the Loaded Bases Podcast. This is New York. Everybody late. Everybody. Sandro, how you doing? I'm doing all right. We're back. We're back, baby. We are back. We took a little little vacation there. Uh, I I just graduated college. Like congratulations. I went, you know, so I'm I've just been. Thank you. Well, you you know I'm telling I'm telling the people. Uh, but yeah, no, they it was just I I needed a little little, little month little vacation, just a little time to do nothing, just do absolutely nothing. Um, you know, not uh, well job hunting and shit. But anyway, we're back. We are back now. Uh, we're sorry for leaving you. And so now we are going to start. So I guess today we, we're just going to start with uh, the standings, some injury updates. The Yankees, uh, are the Yankees in trouble and are the Mets safe? Uh, some trade chips. And then we're just going to end with a little little DeGrom standing. So I guess just injury updates, right? I mean, Yankees are Yankees are dealing with de- dealing with. Uh, the loss of Corey Kluber, that's that's uh, that was tough. Honestly, that was a tough one to, to swallow. I, I that I, I was as soon as he pitched that uh, the no hitter, I was just like everybody was thinking like I don't know. If, uh, <laughs> that was probably the best the best idea for him to do that. And then the Yankees were just like, well, I mean, if we fucking pull him now, like we're gonna look like the biggest a holes on the planet. So they let him pitch, and he's like, no, I got it. And then he, it's like, okay, sir, your arm is the – they need spare parts. The man is a robot. They need spare parts for the shoulder. So he's going to be at least until August or September. That's terrible. Yeah. The wonderful prize, Wandy Peralta, uh, he is on the injured yep. list, the 10-day injured list the U.S. traded, I think, Talkman mm-hmm. for. So although Ta- Talkman's not really hooping either for the for the Giants. But, he's not, uh, he's not, he's not, he, he's not being place. terrible, though. And he's come up with some big. He's no, up with some big just, hits. You, com- you completely missed the shade. You completely missed the shade I threw there. I said at least he got to go to a team that's in first place. Oh, wait. nice. So nice. There you go. Neither that. Sorry, Neither I just that. had to throw it in. Smooth. It's just smooth. Um, so oh, then we got uh, Justin Wilson, ten day IL. He's coming back um, pretty soon. He's on a third minor league rehab start, so I think that should be pretty soon. Um, Darren O'Day, kind of same thing. He's coming back. You know. I I don't want to say a weak amount because that'd be completely irresponsible and kind of based on nothing. But he did a rehab appearance on Sunday, so you know uh, that doesn't seem like it'll be too far out. Pitchers usually do rehab starts, uh, you know, a week or two before they start just to recalibrate. And then everybody else on their on their uh, on their injured list is pretty far away. I would say Chirinos is not going to ever play for them. Hicks uh, and Severino and Clark Schmidt. So. Severino actually might come back before the end of the year, but that's sort of where the Yankees Very are injury-wise. We'll talk about some reinforcements. Like I'm obviously, that's not even a hint, but we're, we'll talk about some. We'll drop some names. Um, but the Yankees, I'm sure, are going to do some shopping. But uh, the the Mets are also dealing with just a few this injury situation. Like you know, so it's basically just uh, JD Davis on the 60 day. I, I really don't know when he is going to come back. Uh, um, all right, so then you got Carlos Carrasco, who's on the 60-day, uh, obviously. 
Um, he was kind of it was thinking like an early August, late July thing, but uh, it, it seems like he's pretty consistent with that timetable. Um, and then Giselman is going to be gone for a while. Lucchese's out. Munito is just on the 10-day. He should be back pretty soon. Dylan Batances, he's gone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think he's coming back this year at all. I don't even know where that man is, honestly. Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty brutal. Uh, and then uh, Noah Syndergaard, he might come. I think he, he saw... So apparently there, there was elbow inflammation. He avoided serious damage, structural damage in his mm. UCL. Um, so that was good. That was uh, Justin Toscano of the Bergen record. And I don't know, that that's a huge, obviously huge, but I, I just don't, I personally don't see Noah Syndergaard being a huge factor in the season. And then just after shelving him all year, it, I mean, throwing, pitching him in the postseason, that's going to be also tough to recalibrate like in the postseason. Um, and we'll also touch on a little bit of the sticky stuff. We didn't mention that earlier, but I, I'm not saying he was or wasn't, but like, ev- if that was something that he used now, he's also yeah. dealing with that. That's a good like, point. Again, that's not me casting aspersions. Like literally like, I don't, we don't know any, like with anybody, you know? So, um, yeah. And then of course you've got Yamamoto's on the 60 day. I can't imagine he pl- pitches again this year. And then there's just, uh, there's just one, Joe Neshwi, excuse me. Neshwi Fargus, uh, he's coming back. Like you know, again, he's on the ten day IL, so we'll we'll see. So yeah, both teams are injured, uh, which has led to now I guess the next progression here would just be to talk about the standings, uh, because the Mets and Yankees find themselves, I mean, in very very different positions, like than we would have guessed, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I think when we the last time we spoke on the podcast, it was it was definitely like. Oh, the Mets are doing okay, but you know, I mean, the Yankees are going to turn it around. Like the Yankees are, we're a little worried because the pitching, but the Yankees are going to hit, you know, twenty home runs a game and pitch, you know, well. And now the injuries and just underperformance. The Yankees are in fourth place, which is pretty bananas. Uh, the Red Sox are in first, which again we also thought they were going to fall. I mean, at least I definitely thought they were going to fall off. Like I, I didn't. I was very. I mean, the the. The offense has always been something that you're like, all right, this is actually wow. a pretty good team I, offensively. I did not. I'm sorry to cut you off. I did not realize that after today's loss, they fell in fourth place. Oh, what a yep. crushing! Oh place. my god, dude. Yeah, and but the thing is, like, it's <sighs> it's weird because the Red Sox, I think, aren't. I think the Red Sox are actually a legitimately good team, and their pitching has been substantially yeah. better. I mean, because because like if you were telling me that the Red Sox were going to be in first place this year, you would have been wrong. Like I don't no, care if you were, you're right of now. Course. There was no way you could have explained to me with like rational, like rat r- logic or whatever. Like what? How how could that have yeah. possibly happened? Like you know, um, you know Garrett Whitlock, oh Garrett God, Richards, Garrett Whitlock. like uh, bar. Like these are commodities that we had no idea. I think a lot of people did not have any idea that they were going to be this good. Their pitching is just straight up held it down their ball their uh, bullpen has been terrific it's it's really just that simple that everybody that that has been supposed to hit has been hitting and their pitching has come out of nowhere uh they're managing garrett richards super well at water rodriguez again come coming back from a heart condition in covid like how could you have possibly said yeah he was going to be good or bad like this team is just full of players who are just going in the right direction um, again, coupled with that great offense, and I think they are actually a force. Whether they do that in the playoffs, I think you as a Yankee fan don't give a shit about that right now, but 
you, if they're going to sustain first place, I would, I don't know if they're, if they're built to be a playoff team, but they might even, you know, might even consider that. And I'm not going to get too deep into it, obviously, but just, I mean, again, one of the earlier podcasts, they, they like traded Andrew Benintendi and you're just like, wow, there's like none of the remaining yeah. Red Sox left. They gutted this team. Like Heim Bloom was catching like criticism from everybody. So I just knew, I wanted to give a, just like a second. You got, I mean, you got to recognize that. Um, Moving on, just the Rays, they're, again, I think just like a good team. Like, they are they have uh, 47 wins, 32 losses. Like, they win at home. They win on the road. Like, they're just a good team. I mean, it's hard. Like, they're just so deep and everything. It just, it, I, I think this is obviously not a super big surprise. And then the Blue Jays. Like, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, if the Yankees got hot, pretty, I mean, we'll, again, we'll, we'll sort of talk about that, just the status of the team. If the Yankees got hot, I think that they could beat the blue jays like i mean if if cole is on if, if pretty much any one of the yankees main four pitchers are like on that day the yankees could beat the blue jays like they're a beatable team so the yankees being in fourth place is kind of crazy and the yankees are kind of treading water they're five and five in their last 10 so i mean now i guess we'll turn over to you alessandro what uh you can give sort of like a general rant because I, the format of this uh, segment is are the Mets safe and the Yankees are in trouble. In trouble is, is very broad. So I think you're pretty good at painting the broad brush of the Yankees. So please hit us. What what um, what <laughs> what's up? <laughs> <sighs> you know, it's if that had a subtitle, it would just be <laughs> sigh. It's funny um, because. We haven't done the podcast in like a month and a half, two months, right? Or like a month and a half, really. You know, yeah. we did the first like couple of weeks, and then we and then we took a break. We had Derek, and, on and if we had if we had continued it, right, it would have been mm-hmm. the Yankees are in, in serious trouble. What the fuck is going on? And then, and then, right? Picture. If we if we had ended up picking it up two weeks ago, we would have been like, this is it, Yankee resurgence. Like the team is back. Let's go. They they swept the Oakland A's. They had swept the the White Sox a couple weeks before that, and now it's just like uh, it's the definition of this team is inconsistency. They have not been consistent. They've been running the base pass like shit. Like I, they're making mistakes that like little leaguers make. It's a full. Do you think this is a any sort of like so no, not no. to cut you off, but do you think that there are anything that were wrong last year that weren't addressed? that seeped into this year? Or do you think this bunch is uniquely, uh, I don't want to say dysfunctional because they're not, I think they're a team that, a lot of teams this year that are, there are you know, are underperforming. Well, uh, for and that's another interesting thing. Uh, the league is a little weird this year, but yeah, well, I think the Yankees are, you, you could say underperforming. Well, they've, but, they've been continue, underperforming continue. for two years. They did not play well last year. They were inconsistent last year. They barely like, squeaked into the playoffs. And, and that was only because the the playoffs were expanded. I think playing and watching a one sixty two makes you realize how insignificant sixty games is. I think I, I think we're gonna have to like go back and look at that season again with that a bit of a cross eye point. because like, we've already passed sixty games. I mean, the, we're at like seventy two games now. No, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. Like, if you look at the structure, just like the motivation last year, you could be like, "Well, I'm a team that." You know, we're not great, but we're sort of built to like kind of like we're, we're probably going to get in. That doesn't exist anymore. And it was 60 games. 
I kind of wonder, you know, just just now that you said that, if that sort of is in the back of the mo- in the back of the minds of players, it could like, be. Just the goalposts are completely changed now. Like maybe it's it's like harder to get motivated now. I mean, I don't know. I, that's be. not. But look, it's very general. It could be. It is some essentially point, the but. same team that they had last year. Obviously, there's there's you know a little bit is different. Um, but it, it's essentially the same team, and it's a a right-handed dominant lineup. I mean, they ran up a lineup out there the other day. There was no left-handed hitters at all. You have Glaber Torres, who's slugging three nineteen. And has a weighted run created plus of 84. I mean, this is I, I, it, it's frustrating because now I'm starting to think, okay, has the window closed on this team? I have we missed the boat on the the height of these prospects that were coming up, no longer prospects, the height of their performance. Have we missed that? Has you know, Glaber's defense has gotten better at short. But his offense has been dreadful. He just broke out of an 0 for like 23 slump the other day. He's been terrible. Clint Frazier, they were fucking around with him in the beginning of the season. They were benching him. They weren't playing him, you know, back-to-back games. He would go on a little bit of a hot streak. They would bench him. They wouldn't bat him against lefties. And now he's getting regular playing time, and he's not hitting. Their outfield is Miguel Andujar, Clint Frazier, and Aaron Judge. Brett Gardner is a non-factor. He can only play defense. He's not hitting. The only bright spot of this season has been two things. One, Aaron Judge is having a very good season. And two, Gary Sanchez is having a comeback season. I have it right here. I had to pull it up on my phone. He, he's, the, the Gary Sanchez comeback has been probably the most low-key thing, phenomenon in baseball. Gary season. Sanchez... Uh, it's really, it really is crazy. Because what happened was is that he Re- he lost numbers. his job to Higashioka. He he lost the everyday starting role to Higashioka. Higashioka Higgy didn't become the starter, but they were platooning, going back and forth. Right. I was gonna I was gonna say yeah that he didn't lose his job yeah. to Higashioka, but he they, he lost yeah he lost the starting play role to Higashioka essentially. Um, sure. Over the last 25 games, he's batting 325, eight home runs, 18 RBIs, 1100 OPS. Over Higgy's last 25 games, he's batting 171, three home runs, five RBIs, and a 565 OPS. So Gary's obviously coming back. Yeah, no, he's which is a bright spot. But then right. the pitching has gone down. Jamison Tyone has not. You know, I I have I still, I'm not giving up on on Tyone, but he's averaging four and a half innings pitched per game this year that's the second lowest in the al and the only person who's averaged fewer innings per game is matt harvey he also well wow, yeah. you know it's crazy sorry uh, uh just to go back to gary sanchez because i i just i was curious i just pulled it up so the bat x yeah. had him projected to be a 235 hitter with 30 home runs uh and 69 rbis yeah. just some approximate numbers he is on pace essentially for 30 home runs. He's batting 238, and he's a, about on pace to beat uh, 60. What was that? 69 RBIs. 69 so, RBIs seems no, low. no, no, no. But he's he, uh, it seems low. Does it? Where's he's he at right like, now? I don't gets, have his numbers in front of me. No, you know what it is is that he he's a very all or nothing player. So he's either going to get a home run, but he's so slow yeah, that it's like point. he's either going to get a single or a double, yeah. like not really even double. So I kind of he's the type of guy who's going to have a ton of power, but the RBIs come less 
because he gets solo home runs or nothing. Like he's batting two thirty eight. Yeah. Like you know, how many RBI look, he's, chances? He's, he's, he's really risen his batting average. He was batting like one forty. But for yeah, for Gary, this is great. This for Gary, this is so but, great. But so, at the end uh, of the yeah. day, look, Aaron Hicks was not playing well, but they lost Aaron Hicks, who was a switch hitter. So that you know, that's a big deal. They have right. Runet Odor, who I like a lot. Great team player. Great, great, great locker guy. room guy. <laughs> He's cool. And honestly, you know what? He has power. He has a lot of strength, and when he hits it, it goes far. He, he's come up with some really big plays. I mean, some really big hits. But to have him starting in the majority of your games as a second baseman or, you know, platooning him, and the guy in Texas is paying him $25 million to not pe- play for them. I mean, it's just like, at some point, where does the blame fall? And who's it going to fall on? And what is this team going to do to change it up? You're not going to fire Aaron Boone. But it's Brian Cashman's, you know, yeah. this is, at the end of the day, this is Brian Cashman's roster. And he has continued yeah. to drag yeah. his feet on pitching. We do not have the pitching available. Herman's had a very good year, but recently he started to slip. Jordan Montgomery has not lived up to his potential. Jamison Tyone has not lived up to his potential. He's a five-year array at home. He's an 11-year array on the road. He's getting cooked. He just had the best start of his season the other day, though. So that's a little promising. But... He, no, even though, but you go back to inconsistency, James. It, remember, we just kept saying like, "Oh, he's you know he's come like every start." Yeah, he's he lost it a little bit, but he'll come back. Then he Here's what scares start. me. Eh, well, you know, like he just yeah. He, you said he's at the, you said at the beginning of the podcast that we were going to ask if we should be worried about the Yankees, and I would say yes. And here's why: Are they in Here, are they in trouble? Yeah. And here's why: right. They are on pace to win 85 games. And you are not going to the playoffs if you win 85 games. And on top of that, where are the Red Sox going? I don't think they're going anywhere. The Red Sox are a good team. And somebody needs to explain to me why. Somebody needs to explain to me why. The Yankees are in love with Garrett Whitlock. The Yankees love this kid. He has Tommy John surgery. (laughs) And they chose to protect other people over him. And the Red Sox came in and scooped him up. And now he's a stud for the Red Sox. What yeah, about Adam Ottavino? Adam Ottavino's having a great season. He's, he's an ERA of 2.3, and he's killing the Yankees. He's mowing them down. The Yankees are 0-6 against the Red Sox this season. What's happening? I mean, at the end of the like, the, the Yankees' bullpen has been abysmal. Um, Chapman was having a very good season, but there is something very clear with Chapman that worries me, and it has always worried me. In big pressure spots, he cannot throw a strike when the bases are loaded his era balloons to like plus eight he cannot throw a strike with the bases loaded aaron boone the other day there was two men there was two men on i have something in my mouth there was two men on and aaron boone came out and talked to chapman and said do we want to walk um i think it was cruz nelson cruz and we and the yankees said no i mean chapman said no i don't want to walk him i don't want to load the bases even though the next guy up had never had a major league hit in his life. Aaron Boone goes to the dugout. Chapman throws one pitch. Then Aaron Boone signals to intentionally walk him. He intentionally walks him, and then he and then he walks the next batter and walks in a run. And Chapman, after the game, was pissed off because he didn't want to walk him, and he's not going to stand on the meal, on the on the field and disregard his manager's sign. So it's been a total mess. Everything's been yeah. a total mess. This hand, this lineup is right right handed dominant. They lead the league in double plays. They lead the league in double plays with the bases loaded. They lead the league in ground outs with two outs. 
and runners on. They're not hitting for runners in scoring position. DJ LeMay, who didn't start hitting the ball until two weeks ago, he was slumping. I just, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what the fix is. I know we're going to talk about trade pieces later, but I don't know what the fix is. Because is it pitching? Yeah, this is They're like... not going to go out and trade Max for Max Scherzer and bring him. That's not going to solve anything if they bring in like a, a big-time starting pitcher. That's not going to solve much. It might be nice for next year, but it's not going to so- solve much for this year because it's either the Yankees are hitting and they're not pitching well or they're pitching well and they're not hitting. It's never in sync at the same time, and they can't run the base pass well. They continue to make errors. They're not feeling the ball well, and they're just not a good team. They're not playing like a good team, and that's why they're in fourth place. You know, this is sort of that weird part of the season where it's like not quite the trade deadline. It's like too early to make trades. Also, what, real, I have a it's question like right for you. You might know deadline. this. I wasn't like, able to figure this out. I looked when you look it up on Google. It says the trade deadline is July thirty first. But weren't we supposed? Weren't wasn't baseball moving it back to like August? So I do believe they move. They're moving it to August this year. But I'm not remember. I don't know exactly right. which. So maybe day Google just has it wrong. I think. Well, yeah. I mean. Google is not infallible. Yeah, there you go. Damn you, um, Google. No, but thwarted again by Google. Um, no, but I, I would say that uh, the Yankees, you're, to your point, that, you know, it's kind of hard to imagine, you know, a single player changes the, you know, the, the outlook of, of a team. Um, but, you know, I will say they are – well, first of all, anything is possible. I mean, if you remember in 2011, the Cardinals were pretty much, I think, what, like 15 to 20 games yeah. out, I think, at uh, the, the deadline. And then I don't remember that year if they made a deadline acquisition, but Atlanta collapsed, and then they made it uh, as, the, as yeah. the wild card team. So this is a very tight race, I would say, even now. So it's, it's not like yeah. it's you could – I think it's pretty bleak in the sense that they're going to have to just tread water, which they're doing. They're five and five in their last 10, or they're going to have to have some sort of strategy so that if they, they need to survive yeah. until basically the trade yeah. deadline. And so I don't know what that looks like, because even if you, I mean, yeah, you know, you just got to, you've got to sink or swim and it looks like the offense is the issue, but for a, team that's headed you know that's historically better in the second half and it's getting hotter right so if you're a hitter and you're you know it's getting the weather's getting warmer and you're in yankee freaking stadium like that's all good news and spin rates across the league and and slugging percentages up that's right it's up so that i wouldn't necessarily say they're correlated because again slugging percentage average home runs all that all those things go up in the end of June, July, and August. That's just what always happens. So it's like, oh, spin rates are down. These numbers are up. It's like, well, that always happens. So you can't, you know, but I'm sure it's related. You know, even if you can't completely tease it out or quantify it, it's they're related. So the Yankees, you know, needing offense, uh, that's, I think that actually will just kind of fix itself a little bit. I I just think it has to. Um, But that's, I do want to talk quickly just about Clint Frazier, right? Because, a case of warm weather. I don't know if that's going to help so. Clint, like solve Clint Frazier's problems. Listen, right? I mean, he's also a good second half hitter. This is but what gets me so frustrated because I feel like I can see the future, Nick. He's I'm, getting, he's getting playing time. time, and I think the weather's going to get warmer, and he's going to start playing well. But 
I'm just going to say this, and then we can wrap up on the Yankees. Just a quick few points. Yeah. One, I don't, I don't think Frazier is going to be on the Yankees by the end of the season. I think that he's going to be traded. And it gets me super frustrated because I know how talented he is, and I know that he's going to find it on another team. And I know that the Yankees are going to probably package him with other players to get somebody, and, and we could have maybe gotten more value back just with him as like a singular piece. So that, that breaks my heart because I, I do think yeah. he's going to start hitting. I, although I will say his, his slugging is, is, is worrisome. The, the other thing is the Yankees went from having a ton of outfield depth to having no outfield depth at all. You have Andujar playing left field. And I'm sorry, he's starting to swing the bat well again, and I'm really happy that he is even though he's been slumping as of late. He cannot field the yeah, fucking ball. Talkman, he eh? cannot field the... F- Talkman's a lefty, Yeah, Talkman right? was a lefty. Bro. Talkman, and is Ford a lefty or a right? Ford was a lefty. Oh, yeah. geez. So that you just... Yep. So, oh, wow. I don't... Yeah, that's so and, weird. And like, Andujar... I, I, I time, like but... Andujar. He can't field the ball. I was just watching the game today, and it was a fly ball, and he just let it, like, drop right next to him and, like, bounce off the wall. And he just... He can't, he can't field. This guy cannot field. He has to be a permanent yeah. DH somewhere. And the Yankees, they have no outfield depth. And so now I'm just worried. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, like, they're going to have to play really well for the remainder. Like, it's getting late early. Like, I know it's only June, but it's getting late early, as Yogi Berra used to say, because they're going to have to play really well against the Red Sox, who are a good team, and against the Rays, who are a good team. And I keep waiting for the two of them to kind of cool off, and it's not happening. I'm not really worried about the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays have no pitching. But I, it's just... I, I just think it's a poorly constructed roster. And if you, if, I would have never said that a few months ago. But looking at it now, after 72 games, it's a poorly constructed roster. It just is. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, okay, you're like the Mets, for example, once they get Carrasco back, that's going to be huge. Yeah. You know, and once they get Syndergaard back, I think they're sort of like Syndergaard. And like Severino's in a better position than Syndergaard for sure. Well, he blew out his groin but he's not like close enough. Yeah, but I think he's I think he's still closer than than Syndergaard. His injury he had a setback for sure, but it was uh, the the groin was worse than the elbow. So if it's not in the arm, I'm less worried. But with he's not like close enough, so you're like, oh, the Yankees are bringing in reinforcements. Like the reinforcements are going to have to come yeah. externally if they're if the Yankees are going to do that. Really quick, um, and really, really quick, yeah. I Cashman said numerous times to reporters that Severino was going to be their trade deadline acquisition. That's not happening now. So, oh yeah. geez, and that's, that's so like, worrying. Wow, that's it's also like, bro, not, wake up. Yeah. Wake up. Wake we're not up. going shopping. Like, Don't worry. We're not going shopping. We are going to save this year. We are going to we're not going shopping at the deadline. Don't oh worry, kids. Um, no, yeah, I, I yeah, that's no, I, they're going to have to adjust. And Cashman, to his credit, I mean, is just one of the best. He is. In baseball. I love, I love Ryan Cashman. He is. Uh, it's just it doesn't make sense to me that he would just like fall apart. Like, I don't think that like the the, the team Listen, is not doing well right now but i think it's just because cashman tends to be patient he tends to be patient um, but it to, you know he do, but sometimes he's too patient and he doesn't make the move that he should make when he should look, make it so that, that would be my criticism of cashman and you know certain missed opportunities but i will say um he's gonna need i think in terms of the 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 mets and yankees they're both gonna have to go shopping right and so um Unless you want to just add something before I very go to quick, this. Very, uh, very, 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 very quickly. I was, all I was going to say is Cashman is my favorite GM. 
I, I love Cashman. I think he's one. I think he's one of the smartest GMs in the game. But the spotlight has to be on him for this season, for this team, and also that the fact that he's only won a single championship in the past twenty years. That's now going to start to get brought up because now it's like, all right, let's go, buddy. Like this is the team. This was your team that you reconstructed, and it's possible that this team has missed its window. But yes, let's 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 move on. Let's move on before I kill myself. Well, yeah, because because I was gonna say, well, just briefly on the Mets, and then we'll do just like the the other the the shot, like all the all the possible very very early, not very very early, but sort of early, like a, a snapshot into who might be available at the de- the yeah. deadline. But the Mets are first in the yeah. NL East, and that's amazing. Like this team, the energy of this team, just like the again, I just wanted to say, like, remember we were talking about how just the Mets shedding so much dead weight is going to be such is so good for them because they're not they're not getting hot and then it's like all right rick porcello and michael walker got the next two games so don't kill this rally like this year they have pretty much every night having a competent or amazing or like obviously the it goes from competent to degrom so you know (laughs) amazing might not even be the right word but like They've, the Mets pitchers have been holding it down. Like even David Peterson's been his ERA is so high just because you know he gave up I think like eight runs against the Phillies in but half he's a solid inning. pitcher. So he's he's, he's a solid pitcher. He's solid. He keeps you in games. He's a little in he's a little inconsistent, but he I, I, so solid may not be the right mm. word. But when he's on, he's capable of being very much on against like the middle of the pack, middle of the road teams. I want to see how he does versus a team like. LA before I give him, you know, but he's got, he's, he's got balls. Like he's the kind of guy who will throw. And we, you know, you notice this Luis Rojas said poise. Mm -hmm. He says he has poise. And I know, I noticed that too. Like when he was on the mound, he's not afraid, which I think is just good. Like you, that the confidence you want to see that from a young pitcher. But despite that, the Mets have the sixth best winning percentage in the NL. So they're at 548. So that'd be, that'd be fourth in the NL West. And that would be at least second place in literally any other division in baseball. So this is a great team, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, I would say obviously in terms of the rest of their their own division. But this is, I think, a pretty good team considering they've been playing with like a double A lineup for the past month and still winning games. Uh, and they, they lost McNeil, they lost Conforto, and they still, they, they won the season series of, against the Padres. So they won, I think, like seven games versus them now. So they're, they're having a, they have a winning record against the Padres this year with it, with that double A team. So they've got a, they've got a lot of fight in them. I know that's not like a tangible yeah. quality, but they've got a you ton know, of fight. Yeah. So the, the Mets and Yankees are good. And especially if DeGrom, oh geez, I don't even want to say it if they, if they, uh, Mr. Grom. So they're both the Mets and Yankees should be players at the deadline. So I just wanted to quickly um, just list. I'm going to riff off some names and and add some of your, your own if you want to feel free. I'm just going to riff off names, and we're both basically just going to say yes or no if we think the Mets should have or the Mets or Yankees should uh, think to acquire one of these players. So I'll start with uh, Kyle Seager. I would say pass. Yeah, what I would, would say you pass. say? He's a lefty and he plays third, so that might be decent. Yeah, for the Yankees, but, the, but what are you gonna do with Ashella? Well, you could put him in the Ashella in the outfield. Yeah, Ashella plays left field. He can. It's been a while. I don't know. I would say pass. Pass on Kelsey, although he's having a good year. I mean, you're 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 much better off with him in yeah. the infield. But I'm really more. I'm just saying in terms of depth, like just so you have offense. 
Seager's also one of those guys that's like he's not like a hundred percent related on power. Like that's not his yeah. full game. He, I like him too, but he's super hot and yeah. cold. Like I have him. I know this from having him on my fantasy team every year. Like he will carry you one week and then be awful for like yeah. two weeks. No, I so, have him on my other fantasy. And team. if you look at that, obviously. Yeah, so he's like up and down. But um, all right, Max Scherzer. What, do you think he's somebody that the Yankees yeah, should? Do. Do you, would you? Would you? Consider would you do? I agree. With the Mets, Mets too. I think they would, and I think that they wouldn't have to give up like uh, top. Well, that'd be tough because like, the Nationals are in the division. For so sure. it, I feel like just because they're in your division, he's gonna have to pitch against them. It might cost a little bit more. I mean, yeah, but if they're if they're out of it, I would imagine that the Nationals will not be selling. Will or, be or sorry, selling, if yeah. they're in it, they will not be selling. And yeah, so I'm just I would I don't know. I, that's a good point. I guess I just would assume that any team would be yeah. on limits until they say that, that they're not. Sick. But um, that would be dope. Rizal Iglesias. Do you think the Yankees need bullpen help, or do you? I mean, the Mets. I, I, I think the Mets. I think I, they I think, both the, I think the Mets definitely could make a play for another reliever. The Yankees. It wouldn't hurt. But it depends on what you have to give up. And Iglesias is a good pitcher. So, I don't know. I think for the Mets, well, it's definitely yeah, I mean, a play. For the Mets, I think good, it's but... definitely a play. The Yankees, I think their bullpen is pretty deep. By the way, real quick, just a sidebar. farm system is not yeah, deep, Just, a, just yeah. a very quick sidebar. I think Debbie Garcia, uh, I don't know if we're going to be seeing him again this season or anytime soon. Oh, He's no. just getting ripped wow. in, my, in the minor leagues. Destroyed. He's getting ripped. Damn. He stayed, I think he stayed a little later in the Yankees camp this spring training just to like work on things with they have like a new pitching yeah. coach. Uh, like a, not like, not like a new, like a, uh, he's a, I forget his name. Damn, that's, but he's like, um, oh, his name's on the tip of my tongue. Well, anyway, he, he's been working with some of the Yankees on specific pitches. Uh, I think like splitters and changeups. That's sort of why the Yankees have been throwing more changeups. This, yeah. that was part Cold of his person's, on, uh, on top of that. but. Yeah. So, all right. So, Iglesias is a maybe. Jonathan Scope. I know I bring his name up every single time I possibly can, but like I think of him as someone that who can contribute the same way like Jonathan VR mm-hmm. has been. I said him more for the Mets. I don't know if he like he's absolutely necessary for the Yankees, but they're one injury one injury away from needing someone like Jonathan Scope. Uh, so, I think if you put it, you put him in Yankee Stadium. He bats 329 on fastballs. Yankees are known for being a team that acquires players that feast on fastballs, and then they play them in Yankee Stadium. It's usually for lefties, but Scope still has a ton of power. His max exit velos and like still in like the upper 90 percentiles, like it like it always is. I mean, he's a stud. He can play third base, shortstop, in a pinch, and second. You'd be like, good. I just feel like any yeah any team that just like has an injury, you plug in Jonathan Scope, like your money. You don't. Like yeah, I don't know. That's he's the type of player I think that any yeah. team that's sort of on the cusp, you start with that. Like that worked for the Mets yeah, with VR, and that's why I think that's. I my bad yeah. to cut you off. I agree. This is the only problem with the Yankees is it's just, it's another right-handed bat. But I agree. Everything that you said is, is right. true. But I just don't know if the Yankees can afford to acquire if they're going to acquire any offense this trade deadline. I would assume it's going to be a str- strictly left-handers. But I could be wrong about that. Yeah. They're not going to pass up Maybe. on a great yeah, right-handed no, hitter, I, you know, if the opportunity falls in their lap. But I think they're really looking to get the left-handed bat. So, right, yeah, yeah. I could. I mean, I could see that. I think they'll take offense, but it, it also. I mean, there's a reason why lefties hit better at Yankee Stadium. You want lefties, yeah. like. Um, so I'll I'll just quickly Eduardo Escobar. 
I said pass for the Mets because I've seen his name in the media, but I think the name recognition chasing that 2018 season, a lot of he's been good this year, but not, his defense isn't good. It's not it's not all that impressive. Um, so the argument that he plays multiple positions to me is like, yeah, not well. Like I do a lot of things kind of well. Like I don't I don't think that's valuable. Like I, you know, um, you, you wouldn't like hire me to, to be a tennis instructor because I kind of can. Like I'm not a, I'm not. Uh, getting Eduardo Escobar uh, to play defense and and the bat isn't that valuable to me. So I would pass if I'm the Mets. But the Yankees need help the on uh, defense. Maybe he'd be a little bit better than Odor. He's a lot, he's a switch hitter, which could help. Um, right. But it's not a huge upgrade from Odor. It's not like he's, you know, what is he batting right now? He's batting like 230. What's he batting right now? Oh, wait, is, is Eduardo Escobar really a switch hitter? Yeah, he's a switch hitter. Is that what? Says, How did I not know that? That's that's dope. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> you actually looked at his page. Just need to make sure. You need, need to cover all bases here. People also ask, is Eduardo Escobar married? <laughs> Where is Eduardo Escobar from? How many hits does Eduardo... Who who Googled that? Who Googled how many hits does Eduardo Escobar have? Where? Like, in when? That's, like what? That's, That's such funny. a vague that thing. To, That's chaotic. I see, the, I see the married one in the front, but I don't see the, the how many hits. What? Yo, this is... Okay, yo, I'm not going to lie. This is actually pretty racist. The next one is, is the Medellin cartel still active? Oh, my active? God. Why is that it's the next suggestion, Escobar Google? Is that is... That's, that's terrible. Oh, but here we go. Wow. Who do the twins get no. for Eduardo Escobar? Doesn't say. All right, there you go. All right, so uh, next person, I would say Cattell Marte. That is a also a switch hitter. That man is also a switch hitter, and he's also a great player. Uh, he d- he plays the outfield uh, well, but not. You could play him in the infield, but the Yankees kind of need an outfielder. He's also a switch hitter. Um, he was good. He was going off before he hit the injury. Yeah, list. that's what I was just about to say. Um, I, I would, I would definitely take a look at it. But if his hamstring is, you know, a little fugazi, then then you can't afford to. But I would, I would have. I think he'd be perfect. Like if you have somebody who gets on base as often as Cattell yeah. Marte does, somebody who. The thing about Marte is like he's always been like an extra bases machine, but like the power hasn't developed. So you put him in Yankee yeah. Stadium. As somebody who makes contact a lot in front or behind DJ LeMahieu, now you're and he's co- young. now you're like, he's or if you want to even like, yeah, he's yeah, you'd have to. The only thing is you have to give up uh, a no, definitely yeah. a, a you're, significant you're trade package Frazier, for you're him. Giving up maybe Miguel Andujar, maybe a prospect. So, oh, I'd say I would say more yeah. than that. I, I would say they probably want one of. Clint Frazier. I don't think they want two projects. Like want one of Clint Frazier and uh, um, and Duhar, maybe one of them, and then like a, we're talking like I would say Clark Schmidt level. I don't know if they'd want him because he's injured, but oh, God. Uh, I would say that's a top. I mean, he's young, controllable, twenty seven in his prime. Like he's a very significant yeah. asset. No, you're, you're right. You're, you're right. I would say you're, you're giving right. up a lot. Right. I'm 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 letting my um, my bias get in the way of my trade well, evaluation i mean well i mean they're they're just a team that's really bad yeah, so they're, they're, they're definitely, they're they are definitely a horrible team it's actually a joke that there could be a they're, team that bad their record is like their record is like 
just un- like honestly, they're not even that bad. I know like, it's I've interesting. Watched them play. Right? I, I was like, I like what the, the fuck? Team. They're not and when that they were like, bad. Oh yeah, the Diamondbacks have won like two games yeah. in the entire month of May. I'm like, what? Oh yeah, they lost 17 games in a row. I'm like, what? Like, how is this possible? It makes it's, no sense to it's me. Really, it makes it's no really sense sad. It is sad. It is sad. I feel bad for the manager. They're really not fired. even that bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Somebody's taking the heat for this. It is someone. This is someone's fault. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. No. Someone's getting fired. Yeah. Um. All right. Jose Barrios. I think he is overrated. <laughs> actually, like very very overrated. Yeah. I think. I do. He's a good. He's a no, good. No. Pitcher, you're not wrong. I actually so totally much, agree like, with you. I. It's funny. I didn't. He's dra- like. Yeah. No, 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 I, go I was on, just saying, on. I didn't. I didn't realize you had that opinion. I've always thought that. Oh no. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. I think that. You, I actually vaguely remember you saying that, and I agree. I thought it was like, I think, I think this year also sort of solidified it more. Yeah. But like, he's not having a terrible um, year. Yeah. No. I, I. No. 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 For sure. But he. But people like. Like. But like, where did people usually draft him in like fantasy leagues? Like he's like he he's drafted as if he's like a top, like a a number yeah, two exactly. level yeah, pitcher. It's not his fault. Like people do overrate him. It doesn't mean that he's a bad player. Even an ace, people think of him as an ace. It doesn't mean that he's a bad he's a bad pitcher. He just gets overrated. And no, I will I don't think that the the Yankees should go after him. The Mets, I don't know. No, then that's not me. Yeah. Well, all right. Anyway, so let's (laughs) let's um no, sorry, that sounded so douchey for no reason. Uh uh, yeah, what the what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. No uh, no Joey Gallo? No Joey Gallo? Uh yeah right no I don't I think if you're uh, no no all right uh Trey Mancini because I only added him because the Orioles are again like super bad I don't think they're like the Marlins where they can sort of like sneak in a decent record because like the Marlins only did that last year because they just had something to play for they were like the you know the dark horse and they just managed to be good for sixty games and now like they're awful I don't think the Marlins I mean excuse me the Orioles are gonna do that so. If I'm the if I'm them, like Mountcastle has more con, uh, more control, like uh, Austin Hayes has more control. You kind of keep those guys, keep your you know Hunter Harveys and like get ready for Adley Rushman, uh, but trade Trey Mancini because his value yeah. is okay. Yeah, no, no, I was just gonna say that that this is like they're if they like I'm not saying they won't wait because teams sometimes do that where they just hold a really good asset for much longer. It's like the, it's the most frustrating thing, like Trevor story or like, why are you not trading Trevor story now? Like two, like last year, the yeah, year before Jesus. you're getting way less. Like, so teams do that all the time. Trey Mancini is a huge asset. I don't know if he works super well with in the Yankees. Cause he's, he's, he's really a DH or like a first baseman, but would you trade for Trey Mancini? If the, if the Orioles were like, listen, we want like, Fair value, but we're gonna give you like we're gonna we're willing to trade Trey Mancini. Like, would you say yes or no to that deal? I think the they should trade him. I think he's gonna get traded. I but I don't. I, he doesn't fit on the Yankees. I think I like him a lot, but he's just, okay. W- w- I yeah. I mean, it depends. It depends on what the Yankees decide to do. But I don't think they're gonna move Luke Voigt. You know, if you asked me a few months ago, I said yeah, they might they might trade Luke Voigt, but I don't think that's gonna happen now. They don't have another first baseman, and Trey yeah. Mancini isn't. I don't, Really foresee him being like a super backup, you know, like like really only playing like once right. or twice a week. That's not going to happen. So, yeah, I would yeah. pass to you. And he doesn't fit on the Mets either. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, this the next three are I'm going to well, yeah, off. I'll just all right. Fair enough. Matt Boyd. Oh, see, I knew. Yeah, you're rattling along, and then I picked the most complicated one. <laughs> um, 
I would say I would take him, but only if it's not like oh. if they don't if they recognize in the trade package that he's inconsistent and they're not asking for like top seven, top eight level prospects. Like outside the top ten, I would give a couple prospects. Uh, for when Boyd. is he a free agent? Um, but he's been very inconsistent. Do we know when he's a free agent? A couple years, three years. He's got two years. I would I would consider the trade in the offseason. I wouldn't do a trade like that now because of how inconsistent he is. You know? I think I think depth is gonna be huge. I think there's gonna be teams in the postseason that are pitching like really just like landmine pitchers where you're like you have no idea what you're gonna get from them. I think you're better off having guys like Matt Boyd ready to I go. Agree. Even though he is very inconsistent, but he's like there's like at least some floor with him. Um, but again, now that the balls are like de-stickified, I'm like looking at every pitcher sideways. Cause I don't know. Yeah, it's like hard. It's, it's hard, hard to say now. Hard. So I guess assuming you're going to get like what you've gotten, just pretend even though that's not, I mean, yeah, I'd be interested. It depends, on, it depends on what the value is, but also at the same time, I'm not really sure if the Yankees are capable of like bringing a guy in and turning him into like a pitching guru in the span, a span of two months, like a team like the Rays or the Astros can do, you know? No, I, yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I don't know. I, ju- I would have just imagined you're getting... Well, he's also going from a pitcher's park to the Yankee Stadium. Yeah. So I, I don't that's, know if that's, that's also great. That's a valid point. It's a, lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It depends on what the value would be, yeah. but I would assume so, the value would be high. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, uh, high-ish. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. He's got a 3-4-4 year A uh, in 70 innings, so... Yeah, but uh, but yeah, 120 whip. Not, I, I mean, mean, he's he's pitched well, but he's been he's the, been inconsistent. The Tigers and have injured. good pitches, so they have the flexibility yeah. to move a Boyd because they have a guy like Scooball, right. and then the other dude whose name I can't I can't think of right now. Oh, um, they also they have Matt Manning, and they also have uh, Casey. Yeah, Mize. So that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. So all right, uh, Mitch Haniger. I have no idea who that is. That's funny. <laughs> Welcome to the Loaded Bases podcast. We are researching the players uh, as we. I don't, as I don't we know. Do I've never. I don't even think I've ever even heard that name before in my life. Who'd you say? He's on the Mariners. Wow, that <laughs> that's, pretty that's bad. pretty bad. That's pretty. That's pretty bad on my side. That's, terrible. that's, awful. that's pretty bad on my boy. Well, oh it's my God. <laughs> no, don't edit it out. No, don't fucking edit that out. <laughs> don't edit that out. <laughs> I'll leave it in. What's his name? It's staying in. in. What's his uh, Mitch Hanniger. Just you. You play MLB the show too. I haven't played like. in a while. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Oh, excuse me. I was sorry. Mitch like, um, All right. Do you know Adam Frazier on yeah. the Pirates? At second baseman, outfielder. I would take him in a heartbeat if I was the Mets. For the Mets, definitely heartbeat. I, he's twenty nine years old. Left handed hitter. He's like. He's like. Brian will uh not Brian Williams. I, I almost said Brian Williams. Uh, <laughs> Brian Anderson. The Mets could use him, honestly. The the may be interesting to see what the Mets do in, in the uh in, at the trade deadline because they don't have a ton that they can move. They don't have a ton of they don't want to spend a ton of money, but I think they will. Oh, but Steve like Cohen like Steve Cohen already said they, yeah. I'm not going over the threshold like 10. I think he's yeah, not. He's that guy yeah. out of his fucking mind. <laughs> he's not like he's like I'm yeah. blowing past it. All right. <laughs> he's like <laughs> fuck it. Um, no, he's just like he's a rich guy. Yeah. Like he's gonna get the most out of the. It would be interesting to see, it, I think it's you know, how like tactical they are about like who they get, or if they're just like fuck it, like Chris Bryant, let's go, <laughs> like you know. 
Oh wow! That well, the Cubs are. I know uh, the Cubs, Cubs are good. good so I don't even know if they're trading. Good. All right, let's, let's, we gotta move on. Let's let's uh, let's. Wrap uh, well, up. well, okay. Just what? Just three well, more, so and then we'll, you, I'll literally uh, guess or no from each of us. We've blown past the thirty-seven target. I know we blew past it. I, okay, I couldn't stop. Fine. I couldn't stop talking. Uh, all right, whatever. Actually, I'm just gonna say Nelson Cruz, no, no for the Mets. That's a no for me, dog. Trevor Story, Trevor Story. I yeah. You know what? Yes, yes. I would trade for him if I were the Yankees, and then give him a contract. I would say I would say that's clearly a no for the Mets because, like, you know. I mean, he's a right-handed hitter, which is unfortunate. But he's also, he's, yeah, right. He's a right-handed hitter. Not that he's going to make, yeah, like, Fucking well, $300 million. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you'd be getting half a season for him not to retain him. I don't mind that, actually, but it does. they have a shortstop, so it doesn't make well, any sense. Hey. So, And then Isaiah Kiner-Falafa, I think, or Falafa, excuse me. I'd say we would both yeah. say yes for yeah. that, I would imagine. Yeah. All right, dope. All right, good list. Now, um, let's uh, let's move on before we wrap up the podcast and do just say a few words on uh, the sticky stuff, spider attack scandal that's going on uh, in baseball. Obviously, Major League Baseball has decided to, in the middle of the season, crack down on the use of you know whatever this foreign substance on the ball. Pitchers, obviously, for generations, for basically the entirety entire history of baseball have been using some type of foreign substance to get a better grip on the ball. But, you know, in fairness to Major League Baseball, even though I'm about to, you know, rip them a new one, in fairness to them, only recently have pitchers begin to weaponize. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sticky subject, no pun intended. Um, you know. That was Because <laughs> was was you could say that Gaylord Perry was throwing the spitball. That's, that was weaponized. But people were using a, a specific substance to weaponize it, weaponize spin rate, and uh, that mixed in with, you know, the change in approach from hitters led to a dramatic decrease in offense, which, you know, is clearly already a problem for the game uh, in the 21st century. That's one of their biggest issues is that nobody's hitting anymore. The league average, you know, before the scandal uh, broke and they started uh, checking pitches was like 228 or something, which is insane. That's actually ridiculous. But... You know, I don't know how you feel about it, but the way that I feel about it is that baseball, I think, continues to shoot itself in the foot. But I also think they continue to expose themselves as just not really being able to handle big, like, pressure situations. I think that their philosophy behind, okay, like, we're going to check every single pitcher, you know, at the end of an inning, randomly, was kind of their way... And tell me if you agree with me or not. It was kind of their way to be like, okay, we won't have a face of this scandal. You know, we won't have a Garrett Cole like like we did with Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens as a face of the scandal and have it be this whole big thing and have one of our best pitchers in Garrett Cole or have one of our best pitchers in Trevor Bauer be the poster boys and destroy them and therefore hurt our product. Oh, you know what? That is that is. We'll just yeah. rather just the, check. No, I'm just you know all these you know pictures that you know it, but it unfortunately has led to a circus because hello these games are being broadcast and the cameras are picking them up and now you have Jacob Degrom, who it's uh, look it was just a bad optic. You have the best pitcher in baseball, one of the best pitchers possibly who ever lived, somebody who's on pace to have the best single season pitching. Pitching season, whatever, in the history of the game, and he's the first person you check because it was the first time. But I, I it's just like, 
I don't know. I think that what they could have done, and I think every, I think most people will agree with this. And I, it just, it's so, it seems so easy and so simple to me that I don't understand why they wouldn't think of this. Was that you just well, not to be too conspiratorial, but if you were to be Machiavellian about it, MLB essentially gave the players a year's warning, mm. but really didn't enforce it at all. And there's been no history of it being enforced at all. So if you're if your employer is saying, like, we're going to check, but do absolutely nothing and then do it in the middle of a season um, and then you can go to the, you know, the 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 negotiation table. What you said, actually, again, if you're being conspiratorial, you could say MLB has the upper hand because they can say, look. You're going to look bad if you're the player. So instead of having there be a face, which usually happens, there's always a face to a scandal, we can evenly distribute blame. Now, MLB gets almost none of the blame unless you listen to writers, which uh, it just kind of depends, right? Some publications will make it seem like there's a villain and some will do it, you know, purely objectively. But players were going to get hated on regardless. so MLB could say you're you're not going to have a face, but MLB doesn't really get any heat but at all. They're, like they're walking no, no, no. away. They're clean. getting all the heat. I think. I think everybody's coming down on them because they handled it so poorly. Why? Because you, me, and everybody else can see. Hey, you could have done this at the end of the season and had an agreed upon substance that the pitchers and the owners could agree upon for just grip, and then you could outlaw the use of spider attack, and nobody would have known. The fans wouldn't have known the media. Like you could have, you could have pre- tried to prevent a leak to the media, and even if it did get to the media, it probably wouldn't have been as big of a story. It just seems that they just don't understand how to handle public pressure. Like they just seem inept at it. Yeah, well, that right, that that is the overarching. And Rob Manfred, more so, you know, I, I I struggle to get on him. I don't think he's done a good job as commissioner, but I struggle to get on him because he works for the owners, and. It was the same yeah. thing with the Astros stuff, you know? And, and then that's another thing. I mean, let's let's be real. It's not a great optic when you have something as egregious as the Astros scandal, and then you're now, like, checking players for, like, this foreign substance, like, use of a ball, which most people are just using for grip. Very few are using to actually weaponize spin rate. I mean, you look at Garrett Cole's numbers. His RPM is down. Like, you know, it's down like 200, yeah, like, rotations. Like, it, it's down. But Very you're going to suspend so. these guys yeah. 10 games, not allow – it's gonna, it's like a red card, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, for teams because like, they can't bring another player in to, to replace them on the roster. Right, right, right. And you give no punishment to the, to, a, to an organi- a team that did, like, organizational cheating for, for years and won a World Series. It's yeah, like, I mean, it was a little, it was a little it's different. different no, though, I know it's different. Just I'm just saying, it just doesn't look good. It was, yeah, like you're, you're not actually catching Astros literally cheating, but you are literally catching yeah. players with this sticky stuff. So I, I understand, like, it, it's not fair, but it does make sense, like logistically, why those things yeah. happened. Not, not made sense because the back, the backstory here is that MLB handled both poorly. So it's not like, you know, one is inherently less harder to pull, cor- to correct if you'd done it correctly but um or enforces a better it, word it but just yeah, frustrates yeah. me because you have you know the asterisk scandal whatever but you, you this right now in baseball you have so much good young talent we've talked about this ad nauseum we spent like the whole last season talking about marketing the game and how we have all these great players in the game right now and the game should be rising in popularity but instead it's scandal after scandal mishap after mishap 
And everything that I've been reading, I don't know what you, I don't know if you've been reading the same things, but everything that I've been reading says that more likely than not, there's going to be a work stoppage at the beginning of next year when the players and the owners can't agree on a new CBA. We know that CBA is going to be have players horrible. saying that they're injured. Well, yeah, I know for sure they it, it will. And if you have players like you know um, uh, Tyler Glass now saying that they got yeah, injured, there you go. Right there, there, there's a do- there's doctors on you know baseball doctors I've heard on Twitter as well saying like yes you need time to adjust like your body literally needs time to adjust it is it will it could hurt you if you start doing a different it, the analogy that I heard would be like if somebody had been spotting you on a bench press for like the last six months and then they just like you had the same weight but like they stopped spotting you you might get hurt like because your 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 body's doing something different than it used to. Uh, you know, obviously using sticky stuff because it, it, it's harder to get that like to, to throw without that grip. You have to press down harder and throw. So that's why it's like pretty dangerous. And for MLB to just like that alone, for them to not know that they're not making informed decisions. They're not. How could they? How are they con, uh, consulting doctors? Hey, by the way, we're going to check on like this date. And now you're just going to take away that entire. Exactly. And they didn't. Excuse me. This is a, a, a multi-billion dollar organization. You're going to tell me they didn't have doctors to tell them, yo, by the way, like if you take this away in the middle of the season, you might have like an epidemic of injuries because guys are using this for grip. And you can't like hire like some yeah. scientist to come up with a universal grip that, that can't be weaponized, but can be effective in, in use of like in terms of grip. It's just I, I yeah. no MLB's MLB's own comp- incompetence is also I think why a lot of teams didn't heed their warning because they're just generally screw what scares things me up. is that I think the majority of the owners I'm not saying all of them but I think the majority of the owners are satisfied with the money that they're making you know they're turning a profit and you know they they don't really care about the growth of the game and part of that I guess falls on the commissioners. Uh, shoulders for not, you know, exp- explaining to them, hey, guys, like, if we work with the players and we don't have all this scandal constantly popping up, we can all be making a lot more money if our viewership goes up. And I just don't think they give a shit. I don't think the players give a shit either. Well, that's the thing, though. Viewership viewership is up. It is up. That's interesting. But is it up? But it, Okay, but it's how is it up in comparison to the other sports? Because the last thing, last time I checked, which well, was like a couple yeah, weeks ago, it is lower than the, other the last sports. time I checked, a couple, which was like a couple weeks ago, hockey is kind of going up, and baseball will never fall to the fourth sport. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But the gap from basketball and baseball was beginning to widen, and the gap between ba- uh, baseball and hockey was beginning to get a little bit smaller. Shrink, yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's true. You're right. In the long term, the the outlook is trending in that direction but it's still uh it's still behind so we'll have to see if this short-term incompetence is going to lead to you know uh, just a bad future and that'd be that'd be super depressing because i think that they're not i mean the marketing of the young players this year i think has been a little better i think fernando tatis has been marketed well uh yeah like you want kids i think more kids are actually tatis jerseys are up I saw a tweet, then the best jersey from last year, which, if I'm not mistaken, was... I think Tatis was also in the top five. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know. They, they've got to they've gotta definitely really, do really their job and then, of marketing. We say this, really like, every week. Really quick, and then we'll end. And we'll um, I, just, I was watching First Take, which is an extremely popular show. You know, it gets millions of views every single day. 
number one sports yeah. debate show in the country. And Max Kellerman was on it, and he said, baseball has a huge problem on their hands because the only time we ever talk about them on a national show, and this is true, local shows talk about baseball all the time, but on a national show, the only time that they're ever talked about is A, when the World Series is happening, and B, when there's a scandal. And that's really bad for the sport. Really bad for the sport. Because they don't get talked about on a national level anymore at all. And at, and, and then you know what's really funny? He said that, and then Molly, who's like the commentator, the one who like runs the whole show, she goes, okay, Max, I'm sorry I have to cut you off. We have a hard out. Up next, breaking news on like Kawhi's injury that like he had like four weeks prior. Yeah. Like it was just like, oh my God. Like just like rubbing salt in a wound. Yeah. Anyway. No, it's 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 bad. It doesn't it yeah, it's bad. But anyway, not now not now to end on just like such a negative note. No. Um no, it's I think um I don't know. All things considered, I think this sport uh, well, no, you know, I'm not going to make like a summation about the game. Just the Mets and Yankees are in very different positions. I think they can both uh, they can both be competitive. Um, again, the you know, the AL East is the first place, I think, is not out of the question. But it, the pace right now is for the Yankees to have under 90 games. So or under 90 wins. Excuse me. Months. So. 85. Yep. So, and the Mets, would you just to con- conclude, I guess they're, they're projected at 89 wins. For I think they're going to say, would you take I the over under on that? I think really quickly, they're going to win like maybe 92 plus games. I think at the beginning of the season, when we saw the bad X projection about them winning the East and we were kind of scratching our heads about that, I was definitely proven wrong about that. I don't think that the Braves are going to be good enough to bounce back this year. I, I just, I think the Annalise is actually a lot weaker than we thought. And I think because of that, regardless of the injuries that the Mets have had to deal with, I think the Mets are going to win the division. So, yo, the Bra- the Braves have ab- the Braves pitching is decimated. The Braves are done. The Phillies have been super inconsistent. Yeah, well, they're, they're I mean, Ozuna's gone. Um, and the thing they were up three yeah, one last I, year on the Dodgers. They're done now. That's it. Yeah, they're they're it's going to be tough to climb back if they even can. Although, yeah, I mean the wild card's also going to be tough because there are four great teams in the AL in the NL West, and there's two great teams but in luckily, the NL East. So, or the excuse me, the NL Central. The Mets, I don't so, think they're going to have to worry about the yeah. wild card. I think they got the yeah, NL East on I, lock. I, 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 think, I, I think it's this. And this is honestly, I think this is honestly like the only way they were going to make it to the the playoffs yeah, anyway. Because right? the wild card like, is going to be a bloodbath. Like, the wild card's going to be brutal. So anyway, all right. I think we will. I guess just wrap on that. Sorry, it's been a while. We're here. We're back, and uh, yeah, we're we're back in work mode, and we're back in uh, you know regular podcast yes, mode. Sir. So, uh, yeah, look out for look out for weekly podcasts again. Anyway, that'll do it. Uh, I'm Nick Wilson. Follow me on social media. Uh, my Instagram is shiver my tims b. My <laughs> Instagram or my Twitter rather is just what what, what is so funny? <laughs> shiver my tims b. Um, no, my my uh, my what is my. I don't know. Yeah, just Instagram is the best way to contact me. I think I'm on we're at loaded bases pod on Twitter, but I I'm really on Instagram mostly. So yeah. All right. And Alessandro, unless you wanna sign off with your social Adjure media. Adro Adro LBP. Deuces. Deuces.